Present Tense Podcast by Green Bucket Press. When I was a girl, my brother gave me five-year diaries for Christmas, year after year. The diaries fit perfectly in my box of treasures. Each diary was made with a small lock and came with a tiny key. I came to love setting words upon the page, and I've been writing in journals ever since. My relationship with my brother is difficult at best. But I am grateful to him because those diaries are part of a lifelong path of exploring the purpose and meaning of life. In addition to writing in journals, I'm a poet, author, and bookmaker. In 2016, I founded Green Bucket Press. We design and produce the voice book line of writing journals. The voice book is made in our workshop studio in Irondale, Alabama. Produced in a variety of formats, including the classic, the mini, and the tall, the voice book is practical, elegant, and durable. Made with fine papers and printed with grid, line, and dot formats, the voice book is made for your voice, your thoughts, your ideas, dreams, hopes, lists, goals, accomplishments, archives, poems, stories, plans, and more. Check out the voice book, as well as our published books and printed merch at www.greenbucketpress.com backslash work shop. Interested in customizing the voice book for your organization or event, or buying in bulk? Contact us today at info at greenbucketpress.com. Brand new 
Hi, I'm Ann Bailey, the host of Present Tense Podcast by Green Bucket Press. In the Emerge Alabama series, we hear voices of progress in Alabama, including Cara McClure, Dr. Stacy Probst, Lindsay Deckard, Amy Wazaluka, and Dr. Jen Gray. Some of the women of Emerge Alabama a state affiliate of Emerge America. Founded in 2017, Emerge Alabama is the premier candidate training program for Democratic women in the state. The Emerge program inspires women to run and hones their skills to win. The goal is clear, to increase the number of Democratic women serving in public office in Alabama. I graduated from Barnard College in 1984. Barnard College is part of Columbia University in New York. It's a women's college, a powerful place where a woman can pursue an education that supports her. I loved my years at Barnard. Yet when I graduated, I still wondered when women would be empowered, when we would be respected, and treated as fully vested citizens. The oppression and suppression of women stretches back in history. What did smart, capable women do to survive? There were some examples of women in power and some examples of gender justice as I looked around in 1984, but not many. In 2018, Emerge Alabama empowers women to run and to win. When I pitched this series to the 2017 Emerge Alabama cohort, I stood before a room filled with women who have committed to an arduous process, whether as candidates, managers, or both. I stood before these women just as I sat in the breakfast meeting as Rebecca Rothman pitched the Emerge America training program as a way of moving forward in the state of Alabama. And here we were, in the meeting room of Make Birmingham, a maker space in the Avondale neighborhood. Part of the mission of Make Birmingham is to share the satisfaction of making the imagined real. And that is what this is all about. As citizens, we have a right to make our voices heard and to offer our vision for progress in Alabama. As citizens, we have an imperative to stand up to the forces that silence our voices and smudge our vision for Alabama. As women, we can claim room in Alabama politics bringing collaborative transparency and integrity to the process so that Alabama emerges from the darkness of corruption and greed into the possibility of a great future for all Alabamians. For more information on Emerge Alabama, 
go to emergeamerica.org backslash emergeal. In this episode, we feature music from the Birmingham Acoustic Trio, The Red Dirt Roses, featuring Beverly Owen, Caroline Baker, and Jean Campbell. And remember, subscribe to Present Tense Podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or listen online at greenbucketpress.com backslash present dash tense dash podcast. And now for the episode. On the first episode of the Emerge Alabama series, we feature Cara McClure. Cara McClure is the youngest of six siblings and the mother of one terrific son. She was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, in the great community of Powderly. McClure's entrepreneurial spirit was nurtured early by her parents and family. While in elementary school, she worked for the family's cleaning service, where she made cold calls to apartment complexes and small businesses. She also sold candy door-to-door and in school, and ran bus trips to Point Mallard without any adult support. This early exposure to business shaped McClure, and she sought out opportunities for personal development learning marketing and recruiting. Eventually, she moved into network marketing, building a team of more than 2,000 brand-new entrepreneurs across the U.S. and Canada. McClure is a proponent of finding solutions to difficult circumstances. After spending time homeless following a marital separation, McClure turned personal hardship into opportunity when she created an apartment locating service to help individuals and families find their ideal homes. McClure also supported the immigrant community by writing an open letter to the mayor and city council to make Birmingham a sanctuary city. McClure has been active with a number of social justice organizations, including Stand is One, Faith in Action, Shutdown Etowah, Greater Birmingham Ministries, Adelante, Alabama Coalition for Immigrant Justice, Black Lives Matter, Indivisible Birmingham, and Arise. McClure understands the importance of voter engagement and holds voter registration and voter restoration events across the city. Throughout her career, McClure has been a voice and advocate for the working poor, the homeless, the forgotten, and the marginalized. 
through her personal philosophy of prayer, people, process, protest, policy, polls, and persistence. She helps those who live in the margins to build power and possibility for a better life. Okay, I'm Cara McClure and I'm running for Public Service Commission Place One. It's a pleasure to be here. Emerge has changed my life in a phenomenal way. When you decide to run for office, first of all, that's a very hard decision to make. And it's daunting, especially when you're not from the political arena. And so you have to figure out so many things. You know, how do you file the paperwork on a monthly basis so you can um, have your campaign filing in order? You have to figure out your ground game. Who will be your campaign manager, your social media, your fundraising director? And as a person who is not in, the, in that arena, you don't know where to start. Well... Emerge provides all of that for you. I call it a campaign in a bucket, but with icing on the cake because they also bring in experts to help us with our public speaking. When you leave Emerge, you leave ready to run, but also to run and win. And so I thank Stacy Prost and the brilliant women of Emerge for 70 hours of team building and providing us with tools to give us every opportunity to be successful. Now, what made me run, I'm an activist and an advocate on many different issues, such as fight for 15 and a union. I helped spearhead the Black Mama Bell out where we freed black women who were locked in jail because of their inability to pay bail. And we know that that system is destructive and it break up families. Well, I spearheaded that effort to reunite moms with their families for Mother's Day, but also to bring attention to or bring awareness to pretrial detention and mass incarceration. And I've worked on so many other issues as well, like fighting predatory lending, the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for moral revival. I started out as the tri-chair for that. And whenever you, in, you are an activist or a grassroots activist or advocate, or I call myself one of those on-the-ground activists, boots on the ground, I like to call it, you want an ally in so-called high places. If you can find an elected official who will engage you, you feel like you're on the brink of winning something. I decided to run so that activists and advocates on the ground as well as poor and marginalized communities can now say that they have a friend and an ally in so-called high places that they can call on and know that they could depend on to be engaged.
Last night I kicked off my campaign and I said that the Alabama Public Service Commission is one of the most important government positions um, that we don't know about. And we don't know about it because of the lack of transparency and the lack of accessibility and the fact of that we're underrepresented there. The Public Service Commission actually regulates our utilities. And here is where I come in. And because I believe that it's very hard to regulate something, somebody, an organization, what have you, that you're beholden to. I believe that the people in charge now are beholden to the folks that they're supposed to be regulating the utility. And that can be seen in ways of follow the dollar in their contributions. I want to change that and I'm going to be beholden to consumers, to poor and marginalized communities across the state of Alabama and make sure that that process is fair. And did you know there hasn't been an open hearing, a rate hearing on the utility since 1982? How would you know what's happening if there's not an open process for that? And so I want to change that. As an activist and advocate, I know one way to bring more people into the process is, or into our organizations and make them want to fight for what they believe in. And whether we know it or not, people are watching and they're wondering if we will ever win on any issues. This is that opportunity. Over the past year, in my capacity as a non-emergency driver, I drove across the state of Alabama, in rural Alabama, all over, picking up poor and elderly folks, taking them to their doctor's appointments. And most of them lived 50 to 60 miles away from their doctor's appointment or pharmacy. On my drive to their homes, I realized so many things. Um, the damaged roads. A lot of the times they had to give me directions to their homes in advance so I could write them down because there was no internet connection. And that was very difficult. Then once I picked them up and we were in a car, 
we would talk all the way there until we built a little family, a relationship, especially after seeing them a couple of times. And we had the opportunity to talk about things and talk about our children, our families, our jobs, and things that's happening in our everyday life. And one of the one of the things they shared was choosing between groceries, buying prescriptions, and paying their utilities. And this struck a chord with me because I can relate to that. Where there were times where I, where I had to choose between buying groceries and paying my utilities and car insurance and things of that nature. And even deeper, I was a homeless single mom, so I knew, I know what it is to struggle. And having to survive day to day, it, it is excruciating. And at the most, all you want at the moment is some relief. One of the things I learned was that it is extremely expensive to be poor. The power being turned out off in our home, and it was freezing in our home. It was me and my sister Michelle, my mom, and my dad. And I remember one evening coming home from school, we played uh, baseball on our street, and it turned dark right around 5.30 or 6. And I remember looking over at our house and saying, I hope no one realized our house was dark, you know, because it would be embarrassing. And, and so my mom worked at a hotel, so we went and stayed in the hotel for a few days until she could get the money to, to turn the power on. That's what makes me want to run. We got to figure out a way for that to not be a thing for poor people and elderly and dis disabled folks. Uh, yesterday, poor people put their bodies on the line across the country, and um, especially um, in Alabama, in Montgomery yesterday. And activists is part of the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for moral revival. And I just wanted to share with you uh, some of the things that they're fighting for, um, because I trust the solutions of the Poor People's Campaign. And here are two things that called out to me. We are called by this campaign to ensure that the wealthy and corporations pay their fair share of urgent social needs. And two, we are called by this campaign to ensure the right to clean water, air, and a healthy environment. And, I, and, and these are just examples of how engaging our activists could benefit us. Um, because I do believe that the answers to most problems are found closest to those most impacted. And so this is really important because it shows a, a real time, in real time, um, adopting policies 
from grassroots and how they could benefit us as a whole. Uh, and also, I trust the creative power of our young people, like the students at the UAB Green Initiative. I love them, who are calling us to undo the unreasonable and unjust fees that people in Alabama are forced to pay for renewables like solar power. I do believe that folks should be able to power their homes the way that they feel without being taxed uh, so heavily. And finally, we need a more transparent process in the Public Service Commission. We need open rate hearings, like I said before. We need to streamline the website and communications so that we don't lose connection to our people. In my own life, where I've been the biggest cheerleader for men all of my life, um, all of my brothers are pastors, and one is a multi-millionaire, and all of my nephews have large congregations, and in my family, which is one of the best families in the world that I love with all my heart, but truth be told, we're all about the men. We're their cheerleaders. That's just, the women are always made to be the cheerleaders. In the civil rights era, when Martin Luther King did marches across the country, and you look in history and you see Martin Luther King, Fred Shuttlesworth, and you realize were there any women? And so women become erased because we're in the back, making sure everything come together because that's what we're, that's what we do. We're so good at what we do. And we're sometimes okay with not being on the front because we understand the power of leading from behind. We know who we are, so it's okay. We don't always have to have the spotlight. But women were erased from history. As the youngest of six, I've been fighting to just feel like I'm on the same playing field as my brothers. What is feared from women emerging the way that we are because once we break through and win women especially black and brown women are going to save the soul of Alabama I'm so excited about that and I hope that we once we're in our positions that we figure out a way to stay connected so we can show how it was supposed to be done, but we do it in a way that can be duplicated and because duplication leads to multiplication, if that makes sense. Um, if you can do a thing in, 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 some, in a simplistic way, um, younger women, can duplicate what you just did. And I'm sorry for tearing up as well, Anne, but I did, a, um, recently I did an interview with MSNBC, and 
one of the criticisms at the end was, why did you choke up? You know, you shouldn't have done that. And, um, and also when I spoke at an event for Hive Alabama, I may have teared up. I think that's a welcome sight to see on the campaign trail. I plan to remain myself and authentic and share my story. Looking for a fabulous book for your young kids for summer? Check out my new book, The Daring Egg. Richly illustrated by Alabama artist Lynn Buchanan, The Daring Egg is a story about being different and learning that our real treasure in life is our commitment to one another. The Daring Egg is available in hard or soft cover and is a large and pleasing page size. One reader said, The Daring Egg is beautifully written and kept my kiddos listening. Thank you, Anne, for writing a book that will be added to our forever book collection. Order today from greenbucketpress.com backslash work shop or ask for The Daring Egg in your favorite independent bookstore. the reasons why I I'm running for I'm running to win Public Service Commission place one I want to diversify the PSC the Public Service Commission and there has never been a black person to hold that position in Alabama there has never been a black woman to win a statewide elected position in Alabama. Yes. At first I thought I was wrong and I said, well, Terry Sewell, but that's not a statewide elected position. That is solid history right there that we can make by electing me as our first black public service commissioner. I think that I believe that everyone should have representation and I believe that it's very hard to create policies and to make decisions that could directly help folks that you can't relate to. Right, I, I imagine a government that is diverse, where people of all abilities, sexualities, genders, ethnicities, and races can see themselves represented. I wanna share something with you, Anne. 45% um, of Alabamians are poor. That's 53% of children, 60% people of color, 
and almost 40% of white people. So this isn't about party politics. This isn't about Democrats or Republicans. This is about right and wrong. When you think about the devastation and, and the poverty in areas like the Black Belt, you have to wonder if the folks making the decisions understand the plight or the blight, the conditions in those areas. It's extremely clear to me, and it, it, I can't say it should be clear to everyone, but it is extremely clear to me that folks that's making the decisions right now cannot relate to the conditions and concerns of folks on the ground and in these communities. I think it is important for me to run because my primary goal in every decision that I make, and now every decision will be made for all of Alabamians, but I really believe that when we start there, we can lift and lift those folks up. We can, we'll help all of Alabamians. Um, I, all of my adult life, there has been a group of people ferociously advocating for the rich. And then there's been a group of people aggressively fighting and advocating for the middle class. Not even understanding that the middle class is shrinking and now a part of the working poor. But as a voter, I haven't been introduced to an elected official whose platform is centered around poor and marginalized Alabama. And it seems to be a fear of the word. They won't say it. I'm fighting for poor people. It's time to end the poverty. It seems like that's just a conversation folks are not willing to have. And I want to change that. And we have to, people haven't, historically haven't been voting, but we can't give up. We have to keep sharing the stories of how our ancestors died for our right to vote. As candidates, we have to step outside of this language that we're using on the campaign trail to make ourselves look electable and viable. And we need to go into places that folks are not willing to go. And so they say, well, don't worry about those folks. 
um, they, they're not voters. And how will they ever be if we're not worried about those folks? And we just need to share our stories. We need to share, I've been where you are. I know where, where you're coming from. I did the same thing. I'm a single mom. It's been difficult. We were homeless. We slept on folks' floors. We didn't know where we were going to eat. We, me and my baby shared in hamburger. My lights been off too. I understand. I drove those roads. It tore my car, so I understand you. I feel your pain. I know where you're coming from. We have to have more of those type real conversations that get to people's heart and energize them and you tell them, but I'm, and I know you've heard the stories over and over again. And I know past candidates have come to your cities for fish fries and, and to visit your churches and, and, and share, vote for me. We're going to do this and have gone into office and not advocated for you once they were in there. But we have to have the spirit of discernment. You know when someone is real. You can tell by their stories when they tell you their stories. With nothing but a box of coffee in my car. <laughs> yeah, I had a box of coffee that I sold on Craigslist for $600 so I could find a place to live. I can tell you stories of being embarrassed as a network marketing leader and my team coming over to my home and they had to use the restroom and they figured out that I didn't have water when they flushed. I can tell you stories of as an activist, being so excited when someone offered to buy lunch because that was going to be my only meal. We have to change the way that we see what leadership looks like. Because if we keep doing the same things over and over again, we're going to keep getting the same results. Folks in Montgomery not fighting for us. And as a voter, this is my first time running, so as a voter, I don't care if you don't wear a suit. I don't care if you don't have a degree. I want to know, when you're in Montgomery, will you fight for me? When you submit a policy and it's voted down, what's your next step? Will you just go to the next thing or will you connect with organizations that care about that issue and build a coalition with them and say, we need some letters written. I need some folks on the ground to make noise and I'll be there with you because I've done activism for five years, fighting for different things and 
Not many elected officials have joined me on the front line. This is a new day. Alabama is almost last in everything. Aren't we tired of people saying that Alabama is last to know and slow to grow? We have to share the stories and get people out to vote. As soon, and, and it's even easier if we get them as soon as they turn 18 and help them become a part of the process. This is that year. Most folks are looking for the top ticket to energize us. We may, I don't know if we're going to have that, Ann. The energizer could be myself and Kari in that position, running for that position that nobody knows about. We could be those candidates that restore humanity in our party where it's not difficult to talk about poverty. and being poor. When corporations aren't paying their fair share, we need to stop putting the burden on the poor. There are other solutions. I imagine an Alabama where we are lifting poor people up. I imagine an Alabama where economic equality is morally necessary not just a discussion. I imagine an Alabama where the state house is the people's house and every branch is transparent and has an open process. I imagine an Alabama where citizens are invited to participate in the political process. I imagine an Alabama that is open to grassroots leadership and solutions and I also mean activists on the ground who are not valued at all. I imagine a government that is diverse, where people of all abilities and sexualities are represented in races. I imagine more black and brown women leading our state. I imagine an Alabama where people can choose how to power their homes. And I imagine an Alabama where our children are raised in a cleaner and healthier environment. An investment in my campaign for Public Service Commission Place One is an investment in all of Alabama. My website is, and you can make a donation there. There's a big donate button. The website is McClure. I am C-A-R-A-M-C-C-L-U-R-E dot com. You can also make a donation on Venmo, which is at I am Cara McClure. And if you don't have those two, you just have Cash App. I am at um, dollar sign sibling six. I'm the youngest of six, so... It's dollar sign S-I-B-L-I-N-G-6. I am on Twitter and my handle is at I am Cara McClure.
my campaign Facebook page is Vote Cara for P. I think it's Vote Cara or Vote Cara McClure for PSC one. But the if you want to donate and volunteer to help us, we have a big campaign coming up on June 5th, which is primary. But we're looking for volunteers across the state to work the polls for us, where we will have information. And when I say we, Kari and I are working together every step of the way. We want to be an example of how we plan to govern once we're in the position. So we even did our kickoff together last night. And so, on June 5th, Kara and I want volunteers all across the state to work the polls for us and to give out our information. We'll probably do one sheet of paper with three columns with my name and information, her name and her information, and then a sample ballot. Because people don't really think to look for a public service commission on the ballot. So we'll have a big red arrow saying November 6th, these are your candidates. And just share with people why it's important to bubble in both of us. But even more importantly, just to vote straight Democratic ticket will help us out a lot. to Cara McClure and to the women of Emerge Alabama participating in this Green Bucket Press podcast series. To see a photo of Cara and to learn more about her, please go to greenbucketpress.com backslash present tense podcast. The next episode in the series will feature Emerge Alabama Executive Director Dr. Stacy Probst, Lindsay Deckard, and Amy Wazaluka. For more information about Emerge Alabama and Emerge America, go to EmergeAmerica.org. To learn more about the Red Dirt Roses, go to RedDirtRoses.com. Our theme music is by cellist Craig Holtgren. Our show is produced in the studios of Green Bucket Press in Irondale, Alabama. And remember... Vote.